So we're back with our next guest is Pat DeClotz, who is the superintendent of the Kettle Moraine School District in Wisconsin. Welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Absolutely. So uh, we've met before. Yes. So we have brought some teachers from my district uh, to Kettle Moraine to see what is happening with a, a really different type of model. Uh, trying to break the mold, as it were. Mm -hmm. uh, so can you can you talk a little bit about how that started and why it started sure. and what maybe some of your next steps as a district is? Sure. Um, it really started for, for our district back in 2005 when the board, in a kind of a, a culminating board meeting after about five months of discussing how to cut the budget, uh, came up with a motion that was to charge administration to transform our educational delivery system to better and more efficiently meet the needs of all students. That was the exact wording. Uh, there was very little discussion. It passed unanimously, and I'm like, what just happened, right? <laughs> and knowing that was now my charge, right? And my success, this? right? Yeah. There was no transformation for Dummies book out no. there. And it really wasn't even a part of the conversation on a national scale. No, so uh, that was 2005, and we have been trying to embrace that role and responsibility uh, ever since then and I would say one of our biggest challenges is how do we scale with fidelity right. because our community we come back about every three years and make sure we're staying in alignment with community expectations and they have said personalized learning needs to be for all students not just some students right. so how do we scale that across the district so what are some of the ways that you started <laughs> we started with um, Tom Vanderark would call them micro schools. Yep. Right. They were uh, charter schools that my board authorized with a contract uh, to these um, teacher-led innovation ideas. And um, they really allowed us to look at how to transform learning by piloting with people that were willing participants. Right. So that was an opt-in for the parents, the students, the teachers. And as we looked at their successes or challenges, we could fine-tune and easily adjust because it was small. But now we have absolutely embraced the responsibility that that's the expectation system-wide in our system. And so uh, we continue to learn from each other and from others uh, as we do this work. And I would say iNACOL has played a pivotal role in our success. Our first ideas really got grounded in an iNACOL conference, and um, we've been coming back every year since because it's such a, a rich wealth of knowledge from all sorts of perspectives, right. teachers, administrators, outside agencies, policymakers. It's just a very dynamic, exhilarating yeah. opportunity. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. We're all like-minded people here. Yeah, that's, that's great. You, you don't have to convince anybody. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I gotta, we're definitely <laughs> editing this one. <laughs> My job just got harder. Sorry, it Sorry. No, that's fine. That's so fine. I guess, so one question is, um, that maybe you could answer quickly, is um, where do you see in your community like the, the largest demand for the personalized learning coming from? Sure. 
I think in our community we Sorry see. To interrupt you. Wait, was it? Um, That's okay. You guys call you guys for power? Yes. I would say in our community we see the largest demand coming from those families who have experienced personalized uh -huh. learning so the, the student voice becomes extremely important in communicating the efficacy of personalized learning and, and competency-based progressions uh, once a family has experienced that they understand the power that's inherent in learner-driven agency. Um, it's really very, very exciting. And I think it also leads to that next question of um, as we measure our successes, uh, are we measuring the right things? Yeah. So academic success is certainly foundational right. for anyone to be um, a contributing member of society. Right. But as we listen to student voices, we're learning more and more that um, post-secondary success is not wholly dependent on academics, right. but on, we call them success skills or habits of mind yeah. that we are, are uh, working to develop, right. giving students the opportunity to be reflective on their own growth and to have artifacts that show growth over time right. in those skill sets and dispositions. Yeah. So yeah. it's an exciting place in education um, to be working. Thank you so much. So what um, what is your biggest do-do for, for personalized learning? I would say the biggest do to do yeah. is to make sure you're supporting your teachers uh -huh. in having them experience personalized learning. It's much yes. easier to implement if oh, you've experienced, yes. and it's very hard to design something you've never experienced. So start with your teachers, support them, help them to understand how they can bring that into the classroom, and then help remove the barriers. Get out of the way. Get right? out, get that out of the way. That is exactly where yes, it's at. It's true for the learners also. Exactly. Just get out of the way. Thank you so much. Thank you much. very yeah. much. I think you have had the most exciting podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>